Hi everyone, this is Dr. Mystery and you are listening to the Brownology podcast. So following on from last week's discussion around loneliness in the South Asian community and how lockdown has affected loneliness and living alone, I'm going to be thinking specifically today about our older generation and thinking about caring for the elderly. A really interesting issue for many of us who are caring for our elder relatives or have you know grandparents or older parents that are struggling with lockdown and this really is a discussion around the specific issues that South Asians face within this particular area of looking after elder family members. So what we know about the South Asian community is that for many people they live in multi-generational households. However, this is not always the case. There are many sections of the community that live in nuclear family households. And when we think about these multi-generational households, the older generation are at a significantly higher risk of contracting COVID simply because you're going to have younger people coming in and out of that space. The statistics on this show that 56% of Bangladeshi, 35% of Pakistani and 13% of Indian families over or Indian individuals over the age of 70 years or more are likely to live in multi-generational households. So the highest figure we're seeing is over half of Bangladeshi families will have somebody living with them who is of the age of 70 or older. We know that the over 70s are classed as at having higher risk of struggling with COVID, so they are more likely to die from COVID. So there are these challenges that South Asian families, and particular Bangladeshi families, are going to experience due to this very tricky situation. Problem also adds is when you are living in a space which may feel overcrowded. What we know is that 37 in every thousand older black and ethnic minority households is overcrowded compared to two in every thousand older white British households. So space is going to be tight for for many of these um, black and Asian minority ethnic households and it's going to feel even more difficult if you are a key worker and as we know and as the stats are showing us and the research is showing us is that black and ethnic minority people are more likely to be in the key worker role and they need to go out to work. So this adds to a whole new dimension of going, having to go to work, but also knowing that you could be bringing COVID home and potentially infecting your parents or your grandparents. So what happens if an older adult is shielding? Well, this is going to have a detrimental impact on the household in general, not only is this going to add to stress levels of you know bringing in covid but you know i also wonder how much of the household duties that person may be doing so your grandparent or your parent 
may be um, doing on a regular basis, this may add to the, the kind of jobs that other members of the family may be doing. And, you know, I'll talk about this in another episode, but we know that for many South Asian families, this often falls on women. And I guess across the board in many families that women are taking on more of the household duties and the caregiving duties during this pandemic. The older adult population clearly have their own struggles with regards to maybe language barriers or finding it difficult to understand why they have to adhere to these brand new rules of not being able to be close to family members, not being able to see family, not being able to go into people's houses because for many of them this is such a bizarre concept of being physically and socially distant. You know, for for many of this generation, it has always been about having that sense of community, having that connection with other members of their family and part of their, their community. I wonder if you do have older family members at home what have you noticed what types of behaviors or expressions have they shared with you if anything of how this pandemic has affected them i've heard a variety of stories from you know friends and family about how many of the older members of the family have um, struggled with the concept of being socially distant of you know having to wash their hands and and kind of you know do all these various different practices which is not what they were used to the other aspect of the older generation is those generation of or those those community members that actually don't live with family and may be living alone or maybe living in care homes and that adds to a whole new other layer of stress and strain that you know carers or family members may be experiencing number one many of the care homes have been placed under very strict restrictions so to be able to go and see your family member your parent or your grandparent is very difficult and then we also have seen the number of cases and the infections that have spread across in these environments so again this is hugely worrying for many people who do have older family members the difficulty with this particular age group is the lack of being able to really understand their experience so going back to my reflective question of have they shared anything or what have you noticed they will experience strain and stress very differently to you and I or you know people of of, of you know other different backgrounds I feel like that this generation have had to suppress a lot of their traumas and you know a lot of their traumas is often unsaid and unspoken and this is just another thing that they are having to deal with but to add to that is is obviously that they may be struggling with physical health issues which is where often we will tend to hear our older generation express psychological distress of how 
they may experience more pain or they may experience heaviness or confusion. So what I would suggest is watch out for those signs, watch out for any deviations from their norm. And and yeah, I guess just be mindful of, of what that could potentially look like because how stress is experienced for that generation is going to be different and it is our responsibility as carers and observers to be to be watchful of any changes to to their health a question that i get asked um, quite often is what do you do when you've got a family member who doesn't accept or understand that they are struggling psychologically what what do I do and that's a hard hard question because actually to work and to to kind of get support you need to be willing to seek that support yourself to so you're willing to work on it yourself people can't force you into treatment be it physical or psychological mental health treatment so this is where you know it is our job as professionals but also as family members carers friends relatives to speak to the experience of that person so if you do notice any deterioration just be curious around that and using their frame of reference so for many older adults they like i said that they use their body this somatization their experience of pain or heaviness maybe go at that angle to help them see that there is support out there the problem we have is of course language and interpretation and with the covid restrictions it gets difficult so often many professionals talk about how it is difficult to talk via family members and there is a sense of how much is the patient really expressing and how much is that interpretation done via the family member so it's it's difficult but i think that you know as as caring family members we only want what's best for for our our parents and grandparents and we have to act as advocates for them but sadly there is obviously difficulties in trying to understand the emotional experience of our grandparents and parents and often that doesn't translate well into a, a system and a health system which looks at things from a eurocentric lens so you know they're so used to seeing the white population and seeing things from their perspective which again that's just how it is so it is our job to help doctors and nurses and other health professionals to understand that this could be a way that your grandparents or parents may be expressing distress and, and advocating for that really and i guess a gentle reminder to to i guess really think about what has been helpful for your grandparents or parents what is it that they have benefited from what is it that they're into because using your own resources your own ways of healing can be so beneficial i know that many older adults from south asian communities 
are more likely to hold strong spiritual and religious beliefs. If that's the case for them, then that's what they need. You know, they need something that they can really believe in, that they can connect to, that gives them a sense of healing. And one of the things I talk about all the time is how healing can look different for everybody. You know, for some people, healing can be being with friends and families. For some people, it can be in mantra and meditation. It can be in prayer. It can be in community. It can be in seva. Each one of us will have different ways of engaging in healing. And similarly for our grandparents and parents, it will be exactly the same. And it's really about trying to encourage them to use the tools that are already that they already have, they that already exist, and to, to really boost that. So I know from kind of, you know, experience that a lot of the social and cultural and religious communities are trying their best to get virtual support and are doing various outreach programs as well. And if that's the case, please do reach out to your local community or your local temple or, or mosque or, or, or wherever it is that you know your parents or grandparents engage with on regularly so that they continue that sense of connection to their community to a space which will help them to feel some sense of normality in many ways and I just wanted to add to this of how if you are caring for somebody in a multi-generational family or even, you know, a family member who doesn't live with you, it, you know, being a carer is hard work and you may be caring for somebody older and you may be caring for younger people too. So this is so important that, you know, as carers, you need to give yourself time to rest and recuperate you know we talk about this idea of fill your cup first and that's so important you know in order for you to give your best you need to give yourself the best too think about ways in which you can carve out whatever it might be an hour half an hour of your time where you can do something good for yourself do something meaningful for yourself so that you are giving yourself that moment to re-energize so that you can be the best version of yourself for the people you are caring for and as much as it is difficult to connect with people get that social support that we are used to there are obviously virtual ways in which you can have these social support networks too. So that is so important. This episode really is, is just, I guess, a overview of the things that many people may experience if they have an older family member at home or is living um, elsewhere. We worry and that is natural we care and that is natural and what this pandemic is making us do is it's separating us in a time where we really don't need to be separated we really don't want to be separated and it feels so out of our natural sink to care for people from afar but there are ways in which we are having to do this um 
and you know I've seen how communities have really come together and family members have come together where the practical element the practical support doing the shopping collecting the prescriptions doing all those things has been you know done and created and that's wonderful but also the psychological toll is often missed and this is just a gentle reminder to all of us that we all will be experiencing something we all will be feeling that sense of isolation in in some shape or form and we will also be feeling that sense of strain or worry for our older members of our family because of the risk that they are sadly you know under if you feel that you know you'd like to give me some feedback or any ideas please do drop me a message and as always any links to support organizations I will drop in the notes section of the podcast and I will catch you on the next episode speak to you soon Thank you for listening to the Brownology podcast. As you know, I am Dr. Tina Mystery, the Brown Psychologist. You can find me on Instagram, which is at Brown Psychologist. I'm also on Twitter at Brown Psych. So follow me, uh, send me a review if you're feeling really kind and generous. Subscribe, send me any messages of what you would like to hear in the episodes. This is all about us collaborating and having conversations about the way we feel about mental health in the South Asian community. And for those who don't know, we have also recently launched the Another Mother Story project, which is a project all around South Asian mothering. So do please check us out. You can find us on Instagram at Another Mother Story. Also, we have our website, www.com. Uh, anothermotherstory.com so we look forward to receiving any submissions that you may want to uh, share with us so please feel free to um, have conversations with family members or friends Um, spread the word it's really about us trying to get as many stories and perspectives as possible just to remind you that any resources will be found on the show notes so please make sure you check that out with regards to each episode that we create and I will see you on the next episode.